Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys, Friday, December 22nd, sponsored, of course, by our good friends at Boston Hemp, Inc., Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Friday card. Alex is back. Uh, it's, um, you know, it tells you how people, how loved, beloved we are amongst our listeners and viewers. Uh, Alex has gone for a couple days and everyone's panicked and saying, is he okay? Is everything all right? He's all right. He was just traveling back to Chicago, uh, getting settled at home. So a couple of days just to take care of that. And he's back with us today and for our final show tomorrow before the uh, Christmas break, that big Saturday card that we're looking forward to tomorrow before the break. So Alex back in Chi-Town, how's it going? Not good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Doing all well. Mom's doing well too. So just uh, rest and relaxing and like to getting ready for the holidays. It doesn't really feel like the super festive kind of atmosphere. It's like 50 degrees here and raining. It feels like it's March more than it does uh, December, but that's not, it could be worse. It could be a ton of snow outside. So uh, super happy with the weather. Everything's nice here. The food's great as usual. And uh, it'll be a Hawks game uh, going on, on the West side uh, tonight. It's one of the four games we'll be talking about. So glad to be back on and talking to you guys and uh, getting ready for the holidays. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, we've got four games, and the Blackhawks are indeed one of them. Uh, We'll have Jimmy Murphy, by the way, popping in for a little bit later in the show as well. Uh, Let's look back on a busy Thursday, and it was busy. It was a very exciting slate as well. There was a lot of uh, really, really good games, uh, a lot of great finishes to some of these games. It was just a real exciting night of hockey uh, overall. A lot of close games as well. We start off with the Nashville-Philadelphia game, and... um, we look back on this, and uh, as all of you know, we've had uh, a really great run with draw bets, and I never envisioned betting this many draws at this point. Like, I never thought I'd be on the draw this much between uh, the start of the season and now. But I also didn't think we'd have, like, at least a half a dozen teams in the NHL playing so many overtime games, and yeah. it's like one after another. You've got so many teams that have played overtime games in five of their last eight, six of their last ten and it's just been remarkable how much uh, hockey we have seen past regulation uh, here in the early part of the season. Uh, and that's just the main reason why I've ended up on all these draws lately. It's just so many teams are playing overtime hockey. And when you look at the grand scope of last night, we ended up, at least uh, for me, and I know Alex was on the uh, Capitals and the Blue Jackets uh, draw. I hit a couple. I was on Washington Columbus draw. That cashed in. I was on Montreal, Minnesota draw uh, that ended up cashing in for me as well so two draw bets on a night like that i'll take it it's going to be solid profit even just cashing two of them but we were like this close from hitting a couple others and i know alex actually had carolina pittsburgh draw that got there uh, as well but i was actually close to hitting more than just the two i got i had vegas tampa draw look how close that came to going overtime i had nashville philly heartbreak city with the draw 2-2 2-2 in the final two minutes and change when Nashville took the lead 3-2 in that game. Um, I should have been on Vancouver-Dallas draw. I was on the Canucks instead of the draw I there. But yeah. I should have been too because Dallas is a draw magnet right now. Uh, they can't. There's no, not an overtime game they didn't like at the moment, and they found their way to overtime again last night uh, with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, that was the one that I really regret. Like I don't mind you know missing out on uh, – you know, the um, Carolina Pittsburgh, because it was never really on my radar, truly. But certainly that uh, Vancouver Dallas, like I was thinking about it and I didn't. And the, sure enough, that went to OT. But you look at last night, uh, if you are a draw betting person, and we certainly are, you had uh, four games last night uh, end up going to uh, overtime or a shootout. And you had a bunch of others that came this close to going to overtime or a shootout. So it was one of those nights for sure. Uh, in the uh, NHL. Uh, and yes, uh, Major Tom, let me just see. Yeah, draw season yeah. is officially, yeah, it's on fire. Uh, there's no question about that. It's been absolutely spectacular. And believe it or not, there's not one but two. And I could have made a case for three of the four games to a draw tonight uh, in the uh, NHL, which we'll get to uh, in a moment. But certainly it's been that kind of year. I mean, usually we're seeing the tight games, the OT games spike later in the season, not so soon. But it's been this way, uh, really, from the early part, and especially the last month. Just lots of overtime hockey. Good win for Nashville. 
uh, considering how red hot the uh, Flyers had been to bounce back from the uh, game against Vancouver, go on the road, beat the Flyers 4-2, well done by them. Pittsburgh finds a way in a shootout 2-1, to one. really good goaltending battle. Nadelkovic brought his best last night. He was very good against his former team, and probably had a part in it. Uh, Kochekov, a tough luck loss for him. He didn't play that poorly himself, but 2-1 to one, uh, in favor of Pittsburgh there. Uh, what a wild, crazy game with Vegas and Tampa Bay. And I know Vegas is probably frustrated that the last few games defensively, they've kind of lost their way. And really the last several games, because they've been an over machine lately, Vegas, and their defensive game has not been good at a time when they need it to be good because they're just deluged right now by goalie injuries. Aiden Hill, Logan Thompson, both uh, on the sidelines now due, uh, due to injuries. And then, of course, you've got, you know, Yuri Patera. You got to rely on him. He's just a young kid. He's barely played a couple of games at the NHL level and you can't hold a lead for him and you get get into penalty trouble. That's not going to help your young goalie. And Tampa Bay certainly paid, uh, made Vegas pay for that in the second period to come back, take the lead. Uh, Vegas actually comes back in the third to tie the game 4-4, but Tampa Bay with a goal that I'm sure Patera might have wanted back against Nick Paul. You just can't let a shot from the boards like that uh, beat you, and he was sprawled out and couldn't get back uh, on the angle in time. So very disappointing loss for Vegas after they came out with a strong start. Jonathan Marsh is so really had some stern words for the team after that performance against Carolina and they came out the right way last night but they could not get the job done and play good solid 60 minutes of hockey and Tampa gets the job done 5-4 in that one uh, Washington with a 3-2 overtime win and a great call by Joe Beninati Alex Ovechkin finally off the schneid uh, gets uh, snaps the long goal slump goal scoring drought that he had been on and Joe Beninati summed it up perfectly it was a great call and it was a great line on the Capitals broadcast. The great wait is over. Uh, that was a great job. That there. Good. Great line. Uh, I think he had that one in the old coffer, quite honestly. Uh, that's, I don't know if that one was a spontaneous call by Joe. I'm sure he'd been mulling it for a few games as that slump started to build for Ovechkin. Like, how am I going to call it when he finally scores a goal here? And that's probably what he came up with. Uh, but great call, nevertheless. Yeah. And I'm sure it's a, it truly is a wait. No pun intended. Off the wor- off the shoulders of Alex Ovechkin, uh, yeah. to f- not only get a goal and bump the slump, Alex, but to do it in overtime and win the game for the Capitals. It's great to see uh, him get off the Schneid, and we'll see now. People have said, "Yeah, he's diminished. Yes, he's declined a little bit. He's not maybe going to be able to score at the clip he once did." Does this get the floodgates to open, which sometimes can happen for prolific goal scorers when they're in a mired in a bad slump? And they get that first goal to bump the slump. Sometimes the floodgates open, and now he's going to score seven in the next eight games or something. Perhaps we'll have to wait and see, um, but certainly a relief for Alex Ovechkin. Probably a relief for the team as well, because they've been talking for weeks. We're trying to set him up. We're trying to still find give him the puck and to see it go in. It's a good thing to see for him and for the Caps. It is, and and I think you know if there's one guy we can rely on to go on a scoring streak after going – you know, the longest he's probably gone in his entire life, never mind the NHL. You think he's ever gone 11 games ever in any point of his career playing hockey without scoring a goal? Uh, so this is something that, yeah, we definitely can rely on him having some kind of a bounce back in the media. I know I'll be betting on him to score a goal in his next game. That, that That's something I would definitely have in pocket because this is the most prolific score we've seen since Gretzky. And, uh, you know, to have this guy go that, that cold that long – yeah, you have to imagine that the breakout's going to be huge. And like you said, takes pressure off of the rest of that team. You know, every time we talk about his chase last year and him getting to, you know, to get past Gordy Howe, that took so much weight off of the team once he finally did it. And, and so everything that, you know, that team revolves around him. So when he's doing well, the rest of that team goes goes well too. So if he can get on a hot run, then maybe that can lead to where the Caps start winning, you know, winning some games again, getting some more consistent goal scoring throughout the lineup. They still need that. They can't just have it all be Ovechkin, of course. But but having him chipping in now, that that's a, that's a huge plus. Yeah, no, no doubt it is. And it's, uh, like I say, it wouldn't totally shot. He's not going to be, I think, you know, consistently putting up the numbers he once did. But we're talking about just in the short term. Maybe that goal takes, uh, again, some pressure off his shoulders and he kind of gets back uh, into a bit of a groove offensively. Certainly if he scores the next game, I think it's uh, it's game on as far as maybe looking at him going on a short-term uh, streak as far as uh, offensive production. 
How about the St. Louis Blues? What a bounce back. Four to one last night against Florida with Joel Hofer, their backup goalie in net, still able to go to Florida and beat the Panthers there. Uh, four to one, uh, pretty solid victory uh, for the Blues. And here's someone to keep an eye on for props for St. Louis moving forward. He didn't say it publicly, but the way he responded to the question about Barube after he got fired means there was probably some friction with him and Barube with Jordan Cairo. And sure enough, Jordan Cairo, since Drew Bannister took over, he's been noticeable. He's been producing again offensively, playing like the Blues expect Jordan Cairo to play. So he might be a prop player to look for. He also found the back of the net once again last night uh, for the Blues in that 4-1 to one, uh, victory. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, they were up 3-2 going into third, and then it just crashed down around them and burned in the third period. Four unanswered, and the Oilers win 6-3 to against the uh, New Jersey Devils. A really rough night for the uh, Devils again in their own end, and I know our guy John Massey's been harping on it. He watches this team quite a bit. They do look lost at times defensively, and if there's ever anything that's going to keep them uh, from maybe being that, making that Stanley Cup push, that people thought coming into the season. It's going to be how they play in their own end. Definitely some concerns there. They lose 6-3 to Edmonton in that game. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres just lay one on Toronto, 9-3. Just stunning. I mean, you talk about uh, Tourette syndrome or schizophrenia. That's what Buffalo has right now. It's just you don't know what you're going to get from them one game to the next. They're a hard team to figure out. They give up nine to Columbus at home. They come back and they just put nine on the board themselves. Uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But a great game for me. I had Buffalo in the first period thinking they'd come out strong. Uh, they won the first period, and then it got worse for Toronto after that. And then, of course, the game flies over the total, which was my uh, best bet. And, you know, Ilya Samsonov's getting a lot of uh, attention right now in Toronto. What's wrong with him? He's awful right now, and I can't defend him last night. He was terrible. There's no question. A couple of those goals he should have had, but they were awful in front of him. The whole team was pathetic defensively. Uh, so, but at the same time, this is now a continued issue with Samsonov where he's just not even close to what he played like last year. People saying he's battling mental demons uh, and he's had some mental health struggles in the past. So this is concerning here. There's no doubt he looked. And when I saw him get pulled last night, he goes down the hallway between the bench areas and the locker room and the dressing room. And he just slumps over and puts his head down. Like he just looks like he's battling something mentally right now. And uh, it's unfortunate, but the Leafs are in a conundrum right now. You're paying him 3.5 mil, which the arbitrator awarded. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to trade him now because he's not playing well. You know, do you want to run with Martin Jones? I don't know if that's something you want to do, you know, for sure. Even though he's outplayed Samsonov, I think, you got to let's you got to put him back in there and try to see if he can get through this and get back on track. Burying him down in the AHL is not something you want to do for a three point five million dollar goalie. What are you going to do? You're going to uh, end up putting, um, you know, bringing up Dennis Hildeby or Keith Petrozelli or one of these Marley's goalies going to come up now uh, to fill the void. I don't know if you want that. They're very young. They're very raw. I don't know if they're ready for NHL duty right now. And keep in mind, there's a Leaf blue line that's still banged up, too. Do you want to put a banged up blue line in front of those go young goalies from the Marlies right now? Uh, I'm not so sure about that. But, yeah, they have some decisions to make as to what to do with Samsonov. But I just don't think it's it, – people want to see him, you know, cut and put on waivers and traded and put in the AHL like Kiprio said on the broadcast last night. I don't know. It's not that easy when you're paying the guy $3.5 million and your other options are Martin Jones and two AHL guys. Like, I mean, that's the problem right there. So uh, decisions to be made when it comes to uh, the goaltending for Toronto, that's for sure. Um, Minnesota, 4-3 in overtime against Montreal. Canadians, good effort to battle back, but Minnesota gets them in overtime. F fantastic hockey game. Game of the night to me was Vancouver and Dallas. It was an outstanding game. Two really good teams going at it. You could tell. Yet again, another first period over comes through. Alex's best bet. That's now, what, 11 straight first period overs for the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like a 20-5 and five run, and it's like 21-10 and 10 on the season overall. Uh, for the stars in the first period over department. So it's just uh, like clockwork right now uh, with the first period overs involved in the Dallas stars and a great, great game. Uh, Dallas comes back from a three, two deficit ties it late. Thomas Harley is someone we got to start betting for player props. He now leads the NHL in goal scored by a defenseman. That is stunning. Thomas Harley. And of course he got one of Dallas's goals last night and a wonderful breakaway goal by Duchesne uh, right up the middle, right through the wickets of Demko right after a big save was made by Scott Wedgwood at the other end on a 2-on-0 rush. He stoned Elias Pedersen right before that. 
Uh, and then, of course, Dallas comes back, wins in overtime. And it was a great pass, no doubt about it. So, hell of a game. Best win of the season, I think, for the Dallas Stars, considering they were trailing and yeah. the, the quality of the opponent that they came back to beat uh, as well, the Vancouver Canucks in that one. So, well done by the Dallas Stars. Uh, and, of course, Ottawa, another debacle. They lose 6-4, blow another lead. Uh, look, Jacques Martin, it's going to be a work in progress for this for him, trying to get this team to shore things up defensively. Uh, it's going it, When you'd want to make play that kind of style, and this team has played so poorly defensively, the, the improvement's not going to happen overnight, especially, as I've said, ad nauseum all week. Jacques Martin doesn't have a Zidane Chara coming into his prime, Chris Phillips and Wade Redden anymore, like he had 20 years ago in Ottawa. There's just no one that good defensively along the blue line right now. You've got... Shabbat's defensive games regressed. I like Sanderson, but he's still young. And then everyone else is a marginal defenseman in their own end. That's just all there is to it right now. And the problems are they panic with the puck quite a bit. Uh, you know, when things start to go south, you saw it again. You saw it in the Arizona game when they made it. When Arizona made it three one, it was like good night for Ottawa because they stopped playing and they panicked after that. Same thing with Colorado last night. When Colorado made it four three, they stopped playing and they panicked a little bit. They did have some chances late on the power play. I thought they had a really good power play there. Tons of chances, couldn't buy one. So they did have opportunities to tie it late, but the defensive game is a work in progress, and even Jacques Martin is finding that out. Uh, what an indoctrination to the NHL coaching circles for <laughs> Daniel Alfredson as well. First time as an assistant coach, and here he is now. He's got to try to clean up uh, a little bit of a mess here with the uh, Ottawa Senators right now, but Colorado, a huge night. McKinnon, a huge night. Congratulations yeah. to him. 300 goals. Nice call by a Cuban who said maybe take a shot with McKinnon to score two goals to get to that 300th goal mark at plus 600. Well, hopefully someone had him to score four goals because he did yeah. two better than that uh, last night, uh, scoring four in that win against Ottawa. And then in the other two games, Calgary with a shutout win against Anaheim, disappointing for Anaheim, even though they were off a long road trip, but they were getting all their reinforcements back. Jamie Drysdale came back. Mason McTavish came back last night. So for them not to play better than that was disappointing. Uh, and Arizona takes care of San Jose 5-2. Good result there. I had the Coyotes team total uh, over in that game. And San Jose starting to play again. Like, they are who we thought they were. Had that little magic carpet yep. ride on the road trip. Comebacks and overtime games and competitive efforts. Well, now they've uh, fallen back down to earth. It's been a dreadful few games here in a row now uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, we've got our guy, uh, Jimmy Murphy, joins us on Fridays. I know he's busy. He can only stay for a few minutes, but we got him here for a few. Jimmy, how are you? I'm good, guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah, we won't keep you too long because yeah, I know you're bouncing around here and there. So we'll just get quick thoughts from you on last night and then specifically the Bruins game here tonight against Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean, look, I heard you guys talking about uh, Ottawa and Colorado there. And, yeah, I mean, Nathan McKinnon, uh, if he's not at the top of everyone's heart trophy list right now, then you haven't been watching him this season. Uh, I feel like he's got robbed a couple times of that, but he's got to be right at the front of the list right now uh, as we approach the Christmas break. So big win for them. And, you know, as far as Ottawa goes, guys, I mean, I think we've discussed this before. I, I, don't, I never thought it was a coach's problem. I, I don't think DJ Smith was the problem. It's clear in these first two games under Jacques Martin, that this is a flawed roster. Um, and I don't care, you know, if you bring back uh, Jacques Lemaire, uh, you know, Lou Lamorello teams and all that, or Pat Burns and all these, these coaches that, uh, you know, won with the trap and defensive-minded hockey. Nothing's going to help this Ottawa team right now with that roster because they, they just have players who don't know how to play defense. Right. And that's not something to me that you can change on the fly. Or, or correct on the fly, and I, I think they're in they're in deep for it. I, I just I don't see this team making the playoffs at this point. Keep in mind, Jacques Martin is here for a quick uh, a, a quick pit stop yeah. as the head coach. Yeah. This is not going to be a three, four, five year run for him as head coach. He might even be finished with after this year. He's seventy one years old. I don't yeah. think he's in the spot to be coaching here for three, four, five more right. years. This is this year, maybe next year at the most, and I'm even that. I think might be stretching it a little bit because I know they're probably going to be searching for uh, a head coach search for permanently beyond this season. So uh, he can only do so much. And you're right. The roster is just having issues now. People are writing off Ottawa. And look, it's fair. I mean, they're, they got 22 points. Like, it's not even close. They are the worst team right now uh, in the uh, Eastern. Yeah. Con it's just shocking to see how far they have fallen, that well, they are 
that much in the depths of the uh, Eastern Conference standings right now. Uh, just absolutely pitiful. I mean, they're below. Buffalo has had the most inconsistent, maddening, frustrating, disappointing yes, season. And Buffalo is still nine points ahead of Ottawa right now. That's right. So, look, I think the only thing that could save Ottawa at this point, and I, I don't even know if it's too late for this, but it's just a major trade. And, you know, maybe that's what this team needs. Like, I, I know there's a ton of skill on that roster. I'm not debating that. And I, I think, you know, they, they've got – some of the best offensive firepower there is in the league, but at the same time, you know, what wins cups is defense and goaltending and they don't have any of that. And I, I think that they got to look at maybe some of the guys on their roster up front forwards. I don't know who it is. I'm not in that locker room, but guys that they think are, not, are just, you know, not, not fixable in terms of buying into a defensive system and say, all right, you're out of here. And if you can get a good defenseman from one of those forwards, maybe you'll find a team that's starving for goals and offense. And you make a big blockbuster trade for a number one or a number two defenseman that can that can really solidify the back end. It's going to be hard. Everyone's looking for goalies right now. So I don't know how, how they're going to be able to find a number one type goalie on the market right now. It's going to be really tough. I think that's stuff that happens in the summer. But I think you could get a, a one or a two defenseman uh, you know, maybe call Calgary about Noah Hannafin and, and see what he can, you know, what they can do with that. So that's what I would do right now if I'm Steve Stales. And, you know, I'll jump right to it, guys, because I am pressed for time. As far as this game goes tonight with the, the Boston Bruins and the Winnipeg Jets, I think the Bruins are in for a rough one tonight. I really do. Um, I, I think that, you know, they're going to they're likely going to be I haven't seen any reports yet, um, but they're likely without Matt Grizzlick. And even if he is playing, he's playing hurt. Uh, not that he's done a lot this season. He's only got one goal and that's his only point in the whole season. But, um, I, I think that they're kind of up and down lately. And, and if you look at it, I was just doing, I wrote in my preview, uh, they've had 10 third blown leads in the third period and they've, uh, lost, I believe eight of those. Uh, so they've lost eight of those games. So, you know, that's a team that like, they're pretty fragile when they have the lead. That the is not period. like the Boston Bruins. Man, no, that's this isn't like Boston Bruins leads. teams oh. of old. And yep. if you if you if you've got a lead going in the third period in a, in a you know a great noisy exciting right on top of you barn like uh, Winnipeg, those fans if you, they start to sense that you're letting up one little bit, that team will feed off them and, and they'll come back before you know it and beat you. So. I just I don't like this spot for the Bruins. I do like maybe going into Minnesota, even if they lose tonight. I do like them going in there because they're getting another look at a team they just lost to. They'll be revved up for that game. They'll want to they'll want to beat the, the the Wild after what happened in Boston the other night. But uh, if I was looking at this game, I'd I'd dump on the Jets. Would be a Jimmy Puck line for me, Winnipeg Jets, and I'd take the under. I know it's I, I keep seeing five and a half, but I still like it. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. All right, Winnipeg puck line and the uh, under. Uh, Jimmy, we'll uh, let you run in a few minutes. Anything on the other three games you like? Flyers, Red Wings, Oilers, Rangers, Habs, Blackhawks. Uh, Oilers, Rangers is going to be an interesting one, guys. I really like that's one I might even like. I'll be bouncing back and forth between that and the Bruins and Jets, even though I got to write on the Bruins Jets. But um, I like that one. I'm going to I'm gonna take a draw in that, guys. I like the draw in that game. Um, and the uh, the Red Wings Flyers, I mean, what the Flyers just shut them out, right? So the Red Wings might be up for some revenge. The Red Wings are due. I'm going to go with the Red Wings on the money line in this one. Yep, there's a few people I've talked to that even though you know Red the, the form team right now in that game is Philadelphia, certainly not Detroit, but there's a lot of people saying this is a good spot with the rest advantage too, with Philly on the back to back for Detroit to yep. finally bounce back. So yep, but you're not That's the first person to like Detroit there. Yeah, and that will be it for me, guys. All right, and nothing from Montreal, Chicago. All right, great no. stuff. Jimmy, just a brief appearance today, but we appreciate him checking in. Make sure you tune in to the eye test yes. with Jimmy Murphy, Pierre Maguire, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Friday are pre-recorded shows. They go live on Wednesdays uh, in the afternoon. Uh, Jimmy, uh, just before you go, tell us about how much you're enjoying that show, and I've been watching it. It's a good, It's a good watch. It's great, guys. We're having a ball. And actually, uh, I mean, I might as well tell you now, you'll be the first to know. We uh, we don't know what the time slot will be yet. We're working that out. Um, but we are going to go live Monday through Friday now. Uh, so it's, we're going to be like you guys. 
Holy uh, shit, five to, days a week? Oh, yeah, my gosh. No, you can only work seven days a week if you're going to be like us. Right, yeah, yeah, right. we're, we're almost there. We're 80% of you, but uh, no, we're going we're gonna to go five days a week. So uh, nice. we've been getting great feedback, and we've got some sponsors that would really like us to do that. Wonderful. They're interested nice. in signing on. So uh, we'll be announcing some news on that within the next seven to ten days you know kind of letting the holidays work themselves out and then we'll uh, we'll set it up as we get into the new year along with being a great movie it had a one of the great lines and it's absolutely 100 percent true field of dreams if you build it they will come yeah. no <laughs> doubt about it yeah if Thank you build you a great show it. they will come look at us we're pr we're living proof of that that's right right yeah. here uh and jimmy and pierre are on their way with the eye test which is a great hockey analysis show it's just breaking down you know, players and coaches and different things. So there it is, Jimmy. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye to him, but I, know, I think yeah. his connection is on yeah. the road. You can tell. But thanks yeah. to Jimmy Murphy. We appreciate it. Merry Christmas yeah. as well uh, to See him you, Jimmy. Uh, and uh, uh, and ever and the uh, Murphy clan. Uh, great stuff from Jimmy. All right, let's get to the Friday card here. Uh, we've got four, three games uh, on tap, uh, four games, I should say, on tap here tonight. Philadelphia, Detroit is where we will begin. Red Wings minus 130, home favorites, six the total here in this game. Jimmy likes Detroit, and I think situational handicappers and betters will like Detroit here. Struggling team, but desperation, sense of urgency, back home after a, another tough night against Winnipeg the other night where, you know, I thought they played good at, in spots, but seems like they're making very – bad defensive breakdowns and it's in the back of their net every single time lately like their defensive play has really struggled you look at this red wings team they've given up nine in their last two games to winnipeg and anaheim they've now given up four or more goals to the opponent in five of their last eight games that's certainly not going to get the job done and they're not outscoring their defensive struggles right now uh, they do get a boost from the return though of david perron of course suffer, uh, serving that suspension for the uh, hit that he laid uh, uh, against uh, for the um, uh, suspension for the uh, Ottawa incident, of course, the cross check to Zub who didn't even commit that, that hit on uh, Larkin uh, in that game. So he's back from that incident here tonight. That will certainly help. Uh, there's no question. I think it does set up nicely for Detroit, but I mean, my goodness, minus 130 against a Philly team that's playing well. I don't know if it's the value I want to be able to, back Detroit here in this game. Also a short turnaround revenge spot because the Red Wings got shut out one nothing in Philadelphia last weekend. Uh, I have nothing here really, side or total. I think it's a, it's an interesting game. I'll maybe look at some props here, but really other than that, not much. I do think this is one where I did consider the draw. There's other draw, a couple other games I like to draw more, but I wouldn't rule out a small look here toward it. I mean, Philadelphia they have played to the overtime or a shootout past regulation six of their last 10 games. So that is quite the uh, run that they've been on toward the uh, draw. But I just get that sense with them on the back-to-back. -back, and if Detroit wins, I could see Detroit maybe romping a little. Not romping, but I could see 3-1, 4-1, 4-2, something like that. There's other draws I like more. I, I think maybe it's something very small on it, perhaps. But uh, other than that, mostly uh, props, if anything, for me in this game. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Flyers, Red Wings. Yeah, this is one where I'm kind of going with the Ian Cameron special. I'm going to go with the, the dog and draw. I like the Flyers here. I grabbed them plus 115. I got draw plus 320. Shop around. This should be something better. I didn't check a fan duel this morning. didn't load up for me, actually. But uh, getting to shop with a couple of different books being here in Illinois. So definitely getting some uh, some variable prices more than even usual. So that's nice to have. But definitely my shop around. Like I said, Flyers have been a, a – strong over a team to run with the draw there's about five or six teams and yep. i've been working on the article i've had to rewrite it twice since i wanted to post it in the beginning of november especially now with this oncoming uh of changes with the draw and now with like i said finding this variance uh within the prices markets of yes no and the regulation draw which of course we were so heavy about regulation draw now you have to shop around and look for both so that article is going to be coming hopefully in the next couple of weeks because i get everything together but i want to get some more profiles done specifically on the teams and the flyers will be one of those teams included in that article and you know people always ask like i said we're not just throwing darts at, at, the, at the wall when we're play, betting these draws there are a lot of other significant factors and that's what we're going to try and encompass in this article and one of the things is just the team that plays with a lot of kind of slower pace they're a more defensive-focused team, and when they want to control the puck, when they want to possess the puck, they want to play slower. 
So that's the thing. Teams who slow the puck down when they, when they have possession and on top of playing good defense, that's one of the criteria where you want to look at, especially if you see a team, maybe a team that's not even that's their normal characteristic. Let's say it's a team that's more built to be a, a up-tempo uh, offensive-minded team. But if you've seen them play those slower games, like we talked about Minnesota, what we say about Minnesota, we can get off of Minnesota's overs, start looking at their unders. And, and what correlates with that is we've seen four of their last five games go to pass regulation. So there is a, a, a you know, a, a formula here. And there are things that we look at, not just, oh, the games we just end up going overtime. There's a, there's a system to why we're betting these draws, you know, night in and night out in cash. With them. So I will yeah. be taking a shot with the draw here, but I also like the Flyers to get the win. Yeah, I mean, it's a, to me, it's a, I could only look at the Flyers as well. Uh, I just don't love that they're on a back-to-back. It was a hard-fought game with Nashville last night, but yeah. I'm not laying anything with this Detroit team and James Reimer right now, who, by the way, has given up five goals in each of his last three starts. So hasn't been great for him, and they've got no choice. With Lyon and uh, uh, Huso, uh, sideline due to injury, it's James Reimer for the uh, for the short-term net right now for them. And, and it has to you know, be said, with Sir Patrick Kane in the lineup, this team's only one in seven. They have not been getting it done with him in the lineup uh, for whatever reasons right now. I know. Although he has, he has been productive the last couple of games, but yeah. they're yeah. still not winning. That's, yeah. It's all about wins. It's all about the team element of it, even though we've seen Patrick Kane score the other night and he's put in some points, but uh, not getting the Ws, not getting the results at the moment. Uh, with uh, Kane being a member here of this uh, Red Wings team. As far as props go tonight, uh, looking at the lineup configuration for Derek Lalone tonight, David Perron back on the third line. Uh, Debrinket, Larkin, and Kane looks like it's going to be the uh, top line. Valeno, Comfer, Raymond, uh, the uh, second line. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I could, I think Perron's actually a good look tonight because I think he kind of wants, wants to make it up to his team. That was really a silly, foolish thing he did. You know, cross-checking uh, Zub in the face, in the right in the face for that. Uh, what he thought was his hit on Dylan Larkin, which wasn't the case. Uh, and he, I think, got to make it up to your team. You can't put yourself in a spot to uh, be suspended for six games like that. So maybe Perron can get back into the lineup, makes do some damage here against the uh, Flyers. On the flip side, if you're looking at uh, anything as far as props go for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers right now, I think Owen Tippett's a good look. Owen Tippett has six points in the last six games, three goals during that span uh, as well. So not a bad option there for the Flyers as far as player props. All right, maybe the game of the night, certainly one of them. Uh, The ESPN Plus game this is, uh, Oilers and Rangers. You'll hear Bob Wischusen, Ray Ferraro, and Emily Kaplan on the call. Uh, You've got uh, the Rangers minus 130 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, You got the Oilers on a back-to-back here, much like Philadelphia uh, going uh, from uh, it's a back-to-back with minimal travel, though. You're going from New Jersey to uh, Manhattan here uh, to take on the uh, New York Rangers, uh, a Rangers team that beat uh, Toronto uh, on Tuesday night, 5-2. to two. Pretty good performance from them. They were certainly a lot better than they were when they lost to Toronto at home 7-3 before that. Three straight wins now for the Rangers going into this game. Uh, Edmonton with that 6-3 win against New Jersey last night, uh, able to snap their uh, three-game losing streak. We'll see if they continue. And when the Oilers score six goals and they get that kind of performance last night from uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, who both scored, I saw a stat on the uh, line that the, the record is like 70 and 18 or something in the history of the Oilers when McDavid and Dreisaitl have scored in the same game. So there you go. It tells you just how important it is that both of them make an impact uh, for this Oilers team. But back-to-back for them, I don't fully trust the Oilers on a back-to-back. Do I want to lay a price with the Rangers with Jonathan Quick? I'd lean Rangers. Believe it or not, the Rangers are uh, the the money's pouring in on Edmonton. And is this just we like Edmonton winning last night and we think that and they played a good game? Is that a product of them? Maybe they can get on a run here, or is this just anti-Jonathan Quick sentiment? Like, what on earth is driving this number and this price here toward the uh, Oilers like this? Like, there's no major injuries. The only injuries for the Rangers are the guys that have been out for a long time already, Heedle and Kako, but they've been out for a while. So I have not moved on a side. I didn't plan on betting the Oilers or the Rangers in this game, especially with where the line was initially at minus 140. But the more this drops, the more I think New York is becoming appealing to me. It's down to minus 115. Uh, or minus 120 in some spots now uh, with the uh, Rangers. And Quick's been pretty good. I do like goals, though, tonight. I do like over six and a half. That is the bet I made here on this game. I think uh, definitely uh, you look at this matchup 
we've seen a lot of pace with the Oilers and the Rangers. We've seen uh, a lot of some crazy scores too: seven, five, six, five, four, three, five, four uh, in four of the last six games. Rangers, I don't want to say they're not morphing into an over team yet, but their offense has been really good of late, going back to you know the beginning of December. The Rangers in their games in their last they played nine December games. The Rangers they have scored three goals or more uh, in seven of those nine December games. So they have been a pretty consistent offensive team here of late in the month of December, the New York Rangers. So I do like goals in this one over six and a half might not be a bad option for a first period, both teams to score either. Uh, what do you think here, Alex Oilers Rangers? Yeah, that's the only thing I actually did land on. I got uh plus one fifty for a first period, both teams to score. And that's a, you know, kind of looking like I said, at the history there's been a lot of crazy games and it's been a lot of late scoring. But I think, except the Rangers, they've been kind of getting their offense rolling a little bit. And the way that Edmonton has had their offense as well, I think we could definitely see some scoring early in this game. And obviously the storyline, I think, is Chris Knobloch uh, kind of going back somewhat to New York. Of course, he had a brief stint there getting called up from Hartford to New York during the COVID uh, season. And they had a huge win. I think it was, was it the Flyers they beat, like 8-1 to one or 9-1. to one. They, they snapped the losing streak that yep. they had had at that time too. So, you know, everybody kind of – you know, had his name on notice from that point forward, saying, "Hey, this guy, a guy who could be a coach in the NHL, and now here he is finally getting that chance with Edmonton, but going up against a lot of guys that he helped, you know, along the way with Hartford over the last three years. So I'm sure that'll be an interesting thing to see. So the matchups will definitely be something to to note because he's kind of gotten his own scouting report on some of these Ranger players, uh, just kind of seeing them over the last couple of years. He's heating up, by the way, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and he's on the top line now." for the Edmonton Oilers. So prop-wise, I'm interested with RNH here tonight playing with McDavid and Hyman uh, on the uh, top line. Um, Evan Bouchard's always an, a good uh, prop look from the blue line, of course, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, and there are people mentioning him. And by the way, if in case you're uh, wondering, uh, they just uh, got him uh, back recently uh, uh, over the uh, on the weekend against Boston, and he's played two games. Nice for them to have Ke'Andre Miller back. He's obviously been... Uh, uh, has a really good season, honestly, for the uh, New York Rangers. No question about that. Uh, and we are seeing, you're right, uh, someone mentioning the power play points for Adam Fox for the New York Rangers. You're not kidding. And again, you can get plus prices all the time with those power play point props. And right now, Adam Fox for the New York Rangers, he has a power play point for this team in seven of the last nine games. So that's a pretty good percentage to work with here. And uh, it's still plus money. Fox player points. Yep. Plus, plus 110, plus 115 if you shop around. Yep, no doubt. For seven out of the last nine games with a power play point, that's having the price and the odds in your favor. No question if you like uh, that prop. Uh, by the way, we sh should see Sk – it is Skinner confirmed. Skinner! Stuart Skinner in net for the Oilers. He has gone back – he's had a crazy season of ups and downs all over the place. And when Knobloch first took over – starting to play well. They were playing good defensively as well on a great win streak. Now, all of a sudden, he's given up three goals or more in three of the last four starts entering tonight. And he's off a couple of uh, weaker uh, performances against the Islanders and the Lightning uh, in his last two starts. So what will we get from him and really from the Oiler defense tonight is the big question uh, as they take on the Rangers. But um, like I said, more than anything, I lean Rangers, but more than anything, I like that over six and a half. And I agree with Alex's first period both teams to score as well. All right, Bruins and Jets. Uh, we've got uh, Winnipeg, or sorry, Boston, minus 125 road favorites. Uh, the total, five and a half here uh, across the board in this one. I'm not laying a price on the road with the uh, Bruins right now. With the uh, struggles, they're clearly, you know, not playing their best hockey. Uh, you know, they're just two and four in the last six games uh, heading into this matchup against the uh, Jets. Uh, two straight losses for them against the Rangers and the Wild. Uh, how about four straight Bruins games past regulation, overtime or a shootout? So you know where I'm going here. Back to the well, folks. Bruins draw uh, for me in this game. Uh, makes sense. You've got Allmark and uh, uh, Hellebuck expected to be the starting goaltenders tonight. Uh, actually, it might be Swayman for Boston, but uh, both guys have played well this year. So to me, it's not really a big deal which goalie it ends up being. Uh, for the uh, Bruins, it is Hellebuck for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Winnipeg bounced back strong after losing to Montreal in overtime. They get back on track and beat Detroit 5-2 to two, uh, the other night. Uh, definitely, I think, I actually am close to betting Winnipeg here as well. The plus 105, I'm interested in that a little bit. I'll probably add a little Jets plus 105 
to me, this is a, a pretty disrespectful price for the way Winnipeg's been playing, especially on home ice and with the Bruins' struggles uh, lately as well. But I like the draw in particular. And again, shop around. Just make sure you get the best price you can. But more often than not, you're going to get the best price for these draw bets over at FanDuel, uh, which continues to be uh, the place which gives us the uh, good uh, prices with the draw. And you can find that uh, in this game, a pretty good uh, draw price as well in the uh, plus a 350 range uh, with the Bruins and the Jets draw over at uh, FanDuel. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Bruins, Jets? Yeah, I'm on the draw. Like I said, I, I got up this morning, grabbed that at FanDuel. Uh, plus 350. Like I said, just rolling with that now with the Bruins. We've been on a, a couple of these. Uh, and like I said, once again, it's a team where when they control the puck, when they possess the puck, they want to play at a slower tempo. They're more of a possession team. They're not going to be firing off 45, 50 shots like a Carolina. So that's something that's really helping in our favor. They're getting good goaltending, as you mentioned, from both Allmark and Swayman. That's another component of that, of that factor. And they're playing a good team. They respect, you know, uh, a team like Winnipeg that's won seven of the last nine, you know, played them th- tough. Boston has, has won six in a row, so the Jets are going to come in hot uh, in this game and know, hey, this is a team that has dominated us over the years. We need to play better and, and play tough at home. So this game screams draw to me, and that's a good place to get it at plus 350. Yep, definitely. That's my primary uh, bet here uh, with the uh, Bruins and the Jets is the draw. How can you not ride it? Four straight overtime or shootout games involving the Bruins. And they're playing a lot of close ones right now. I could see that being the case here again uh, tonight. Uh, as far as props go, I mean, with Gabe Velarde, I've said, don't just look at goal props right now with Velarde. Look at the over one and a half points, and you can consistently get that at around plus 300 or plus 400 right now. Gabe Velarde over one and a half points because he has two points or more in three of the last four games for the Winnipeg Jets. Now, tonight could be different because you are playing a stingy Bruins team. It's capable of, you know, making it difficult to score, can get good goaltending. Uh, they're still a pretty good penalty-killing team, although not nearly as good lately. Um, so maybe the over one-and-a-half points keep it a small bet tonight just based on the opponent. It's not like you're playing a Columbus where they're just going to go up and down and give you all kinds of chances. That's not going to be the case with Boston. So maybe be a little bit smaller with the bet size on the Velarde over one-and-a-half points, but certainly I wouldn't argue with it. Uh, and the overshots prop, anything, Bellardi, goal assist, overshots, over points. Uh, he's just been on fire here for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, he had a few slow start when he first came back for a few games following his return from injury, but he's got it going now. Uh, that is for sure. And then you've got Cole Perfetti on the Boston or on the Winnipeg side as well. Uh, worth a look. You've seen him, you know, produce. He's got points in back-to-back games for them. And then for Boston, they just got Pavel Zaka back uh, in the lineup. Uh, in this top line center role for them, uh, maybe worth a look as far as props go uh, tonight as well. Uh, Coil has sudden st- started to slow down a little bit for them. They need that secondary offense right now. Haven't always been getting it lately, but uh, we'll see how it uh, goes here tonight. And yes, uh, Pasternak has done well against the Jets. I have noticed that as well. Good call there, Cuban. We'll see if uh, that can continue here tonight uh, as they take on the uh, Winnipeg Jets. But he has done a good job of. Uh, being a tough, he's got, he's kind of Winnipeg to um, Pasternak is kind of like Toronto to him. He's done a lot of damage against the Leafs. He's done some damage here against Winnipeg as well. They'll need him too, because they need their top guys, Marshawn and Pasternak in particular to really step things up even more because you know, their defensive game, they've like Jimmy said, they've blown some leads. So they need a little bit more run support, if you will. And those are the guys that are going to have to help deliver it for the uh, Boston Bruins. All right, the final game of this Friday card, it is in Alex's backyard, Alex's neck of the woods, Chicago for the Canadians and the Blackhawks. We've got Chicago minus 115 home favorites, six being the uh, total in this game. Uh, Right now, Chicago is a bit of a tougher team to bet against at home. I mean, I think some of their better games lately have been uh, at the United Center, including a big upset win against Colorado. Uh, in their last game uh, earlier this week. I thought that was very impressive. And Luke Richardson echoed those sentiments after that win. He said, consistency is the key. I thought we played a strong, sound team game. The defensive play was a little bit better. Uh, And that's a tough team to defend too, Colorado. And yet the defensive play was better from the Blackhawks. They got timely goaltending. I think it was Morozik, one of his better games uh, in that victory against Colorado. He was one of the three stars that night. And Connor Bedard was a man possessed that night. I know he didn't score, but he had two assists. He was all over the ice making plays. Uh, That was just a really strong, complete pillar to post game for Chicago to beat a really good team 
in the Colorado Avalanche at home the other night. But like Luke said, the question has always been consistency. You have a win like that, you don't want to lay an egg and have a dud tonight uh, taking on a lesser team like the Montreal Canadiens. Although I should say, Alex, Montreal's not playing like a lesser team right now. They've played very good the last few games. Uh, they've been in every single game. They've had an opportunity to win every game recently. Uh, they beat um, Buffalo in a shootout. They lose a tough one to Nashville. They lose in a shootout to Pittsburgh. The Islander game was close. They won 5-3. They beat a very good Winnipeg team. They had every opportunity to beat Minnesota last night, the Wild, and they fell short uh, in overtime. But the thing we're noticing with the Montreal Canadiens, here's another team. They can't get away from close games, and they can't get away from getting past regulation. Five of the last ten games we've seen Montreal go past regulation uh, entering this matchup. Chicago, not so much. But if you really do some further analysis here and an autopsy on it, one goal game at home with Colorado. One goal game at home with Vancouver. Neither one went to overtime, but both of them very close. You had an empty net goal that made it 4-2 in the loss to Washington at home. 3-1 at home against St. Louis. That was another game where an empty net goal salted it away. one nothing against Anaheim at home. Chicago's played close games repeatedly here on home ice lately. And yes, many of them have avoided overtime, but they've all been close. And you factor that in with Montreal. They've been in a bunch of one-goal games, five of the last ten go into overtime. And if you actually look at series history, last two meetings here in Chicago with the Habs and the Blackhawks have gone to overtime or a shootout. So I'm going to the well with my second uh, vehement draw recommendation uh, of this card. I'm a little lukewarm on the Flyer Red Wing one. I'm going to have a small bet on that one, a little bit more on the Boston-Winnipeg draw, which I like quite a bit. And this is another one I like quite a bit. Uh, Montreal-Chicago here draw uh, in this game. I think we're going to have a competitive game. Last two meetings here in the Windy City with the Habs and the Hawks have gone to OT. So uh, let's take it at plus 350 at FanDuel. Montreal-Chicago draw in this one. Alex, uh, Canadians, Blackhawks. Yeah, so I'm on the draw as well. As you mentioned, Montreal's history right now, they've just been uh, a solid team to back with the draw. And you mentioned two of the last four meetings between these two clubs have gone uh, past regulation as well. And I've actually got a a parlay. I'll talk about it now. It's not a best bet necessarily, but I have a, an exact score parlay I'm taking a shot with. You can only bet, I think the cap was $8.88 that they limited it to me because it's plus 36,000. So it's three, 360 to one. Uh, it is the correct score for Flyers Red Wings to be 3-3. Boston Winnipeg to be 2-2 and for this game Habs Hawks to be 3-3 all at the end of regulation. So we're betting all three draws, but we're betting all three in correct score fashion. You can get that at 360 to 1 uh and your limit is $8. So $5 will pay you uh 1800 bucks. That's what I I just bet at over at Bet Online. So that's something I'm playing as well as just a straight draw here at plus 350 for that's going to be a higher units of course, but uh Taking those two shots here, I do think we're going to see some close games. And here's the thing. We will see a lot of random variants, especially tomorrow night. And we'll talk about this a lot tomorrow with teams that are going to be just mailing it in uh, as far as looking you know, toward the break. But we also could see some teams kind of start playing a little bit closer. Like I said, looking at their own scenarios. We're now going into that second half of the season as far as the calendar goes. We're starting to get to that point where draw season becomes prevalent. Well, the, note, the things that we always highlight, you know, teams looking for points in the standings, teams just trying to, you know, hang close against a, 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 a tough opponent, earn a point against a team that they feel that, you know, maybe they would have normally lost to, uh, you know, being if they were at home or road in certain dichotomies. So now that we're getting into that situation, we could find where some of these games, even heading into the break, things just kind of slow down. All right, there's not much action going on in the third period. Nobody's throwing a lot of hits. All of a sudden, they just skate and settle it out in overtime. So do beware of that. We could see that extreme variance today and tomorrow where some games just go nuts and there's high scoring back and forth, and some games just go to a screeching halt. This one could be more like the latter. That, that We'll have to wait and see. Caden Primo, by the way, I initially leaned over, especially with Primo in net for Montreal, and it's going to be Morozik again for Chicago. But two things kept me off. Morozik's actually played good here in a couple of games late. The Colorado game, he was very good. Uh, I thought when they were holding on to that 3-2 lead late uh, in that game. And then Kevin Whitehead's comment, we're 10 straight unders with the Habs and the Blackhawks. That's not something I want to go against. I mean, eventually it's going to end at some point, that streak. But 
10 straight unders uh, between the uh, Montreal Canadiens and the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. That's why I'm just sticking to the draw here uh, in this game at a good uh, plus 350. And some props. There are some props that appeal to me. I'm going back to the well with Josh Anderson. We've talked about Josh Anderson. Ice cold for the large part of the season, and he had scored in back-to-back games. Didn't score last night, but he was still effective. He had chances. I think he could find the back of the net for the Canadians tonight. We always like that, uh, the ability to bet a goal prop involving someone that couldn't find the back of the net. Then it finally starts to go in for them. I was waiting for Slavkovsky to finally do something with with Caulfield and Suzuki on the top line, and he had a goal and an assist last night. So I might be tempted to go back to the well with Uri Slavkovsky. Nothing better than finally seeing the puck go in, and he finally saw that last night against Minnesota. So I like his value to score a goal tonight on the top line. And there are a couple great options for Chicago for props tonight. Start with the the guys flanking Connor Bedard uh, on the top line. Lucas Reichel. I've been waiting for Lucas Reichel. He scored uh, in the last game against Colorado. And also on the other side of that top line, Donato's Pizza is back up there with Connor Bedard. Both of those guys, I think terrific value. Donato and Reichel uh, here alongside Connor Bedard tonight uh, in this game. Uh, and uh, there's definitely, I mean, you'll, I'm just going to bring up the um, odd stamp app. We've got Reichel at plus 410 at Batano playing with Bedard. That is an incredible price uh, there. Win or lose, it's a great value price. you got to take it. And even Donato, not nearly as good, but you can still get plus 320 DraftKings, 320 BetMGM. 355 at Batano. So still a very good price on Ryan Donato as well. He also scored one of the goals against Colorado uh, in Chicago's victory the other night. And again, playing alongside Bedard, who can uh, set you up as good as anybody, uh, right? And he's only a rookie. And I can, I'm still comfortable saying that, Alex, that he can set up a, a teammate or a line mate as good as anybody with some of these plays Absolutely. he's made and passes and the vision uh, just been outstanding. So, uh, while we like Bedard sometimes to score a goal, I find he's been more than comfortable saying, you know what, I don't mind facilitating right now. And he's got two guys that can finish when set up perfectly, like Lucas Reichel, like Ryan Donato. So I think both of them are a good look for uh, player props tonight, Alex, in this one. No, I absolutely agree. And uh, Ryan Donato, that's one of those people that I'll be talking about in a little bit. But uh, as you mentioned, this is just, yeah, one of those, uh, you know, spots with uh, Connor Bedard where, like I said, that's what you want to see him grow and evolve with right now not just being the focal point and okay taking all the shots and getting the goals but being part of the team including everybody in moving the puck around taking that pressure off of yourself and also finding when other guys are open because everybody's zeroing in on you so for him to have that uh already in his repertoire this this early into his career that's a great a great time and it looks like by the way i should point out very important development here the last six games he's missed uh the passing of his father the whole team attended it for Kevin Korchinski, looks like he's back with the team, will be in the lineup tonight on the blue line uh, for the Blackhawks. That's significant because the, Seth Jones is on IR. Uh, Alex Vlasic, who's actually given them some good minutes, looks like he's going to play tonight, not miss the game tonight. So it's important to get Korchinski back uh, in the on the blue line because, uh, you know, you got con- it's amazing that Luke has worked as well. Like, it's amazing that they beat Colorado and they played that way defensively yeah. against Colorado. Look who's look at the blue line is right now. Isaac Phillips, Connor Murphy, Jared Tenorti, Louis <laughs> Crevier, uh, Corvin, Kevin Korchinski, and Zaitsev. Is yeah. the blue line right now for Chicago, yeah. and this is a team that beat Colorado the other night and shut them yeah. down for like two periods after a rough start. But they're working hard, and that's yeah. the thing. They're working hard. They're giving you energy every night. They're and they're they're doing the little things right, and and, and that's something we haven't been able to say about the Hawks' defensive core in, in a couple of years. They're, they're not good. The talent the talent level is not there. The talent level hasn't been there in two, three, almost four years. But the work ethic is finally showing up. So they're able to you know, grind out and grit out those wings. So if you can find that kind of a win against the Colorado team, then yes, yeah, certainly they should be talking to themselves. We could find a way to at least grind out and get this win. I'd love to see the Hawks get this win, of course, in overtime. But I would love to see the Hawks get a win here uh, against the Canadian team. Like I said, play well at home, show up at home, a 7.30, going to be a full house. It was a full house the other night. Uh, you know, the holiday time, you got people that come into town, uh, tickets completely sold out, so hopefully that's going to be a rocking madhouse tonight. And uh, like I said, for that defense to step up, that's going to be that's going to be huge for this team moving forward. 
Yep. I, and I concur with Rich H. Nothing wrong with that. I, I agree. Uh, but Art Assist plus 120 might be a good prop as well because we do think uh, he's like he's probably even a greater chance to set up a line mate even than score a goal himself right now with uh, the way he's been playing of late here in the last few games for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. All right. Great stuff. That is the Friday card. Shout out to everyone watching and listening to the Ice Guys show. Hit the like button. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, over 200 live viewers. And a reminder, patreon.com slash iceguys. Now's your time to sign up because the bonus content for members only, for Patreon subscribers and members only, is going to ramp up in the new year. Impromptu bonus betcasts, videos, uh, bonus shows, more bonus content, all that. Uh, the daily betting card, the player props will be exclusively only available to members at patreon.com slash ice guys. Again, just $10 a month. We've seen a ton of signups the last week or so. We appreciate it. We thank all of you for that. And believe me, it's going to be well worth it uh, in the new year. We got lots coming your way. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. And also again, get your ice guys gear and merch ice guys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, I mean, you got to get ready for the new year now, of course. Uh, we've waited way too late to get it for Christmas, but obviously, we got tons of stuff and we got tons of new merch as well. You guys have been cashing in draw season. We got all the new draw season 2.0 merch. We got the Thailander stuff, the Welcome to Draw Island stuff as well. So you can grab all of that at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, rolling with our great themes of winning draw bets right here uh, on the uh, Ice Guys show. So great new stuff to pick up there. All right, let's go to the bargain bin uh, and I get our bargain bin special of the night uh, for this Friday four game slate. Uh, Alex, we will start with you. What have you found from the bargain bin that appeals to you on this Friday slate? Yeah, just hanging out over on the west side. We're going with Ryan Donato, as you mentioned. Moving up to that top line. Uh, he said that he's got some great chances. And just been seeing him getting to the front of the net more often. You know, and, and I've noticed now, and I, and I was wondering, you know, why do we keep seeing him shifting around in the lineup? And it's not that he's being demoted when we see him playing on his third and fourth line. It's just that he's just there to give a little bit more energy, a little bit more offensive grit to those bottom lines, uh, trying to give a little bit more depth to Luke Richardson's Laurent lineup. So I think he's going to be able to cash in tonight. So I like him. I got him at plus 320. Uh, like you mentioned over at DraftKings. That's my bargain special. That's, that's hilarious that Alex has Ryan Donato for his bargain bin special of the night because and I, I chose mine before the show started. My bargain bin special of the night, Alex has got the left wing side on the top line with Connor Bedard covered. I've got the right wing side nice. alongside Connor Bedard covered. I'm going with Lucas Reichel uh, here tonight. Uh, for my a bargain bin special of the night, plus 410 uh, at Batano. And even in other books, you can get plus 360 DraftKings. 360 is at MGM, 370 uh, at FanDuel. Um, great price for Lucas Reichel, who ended up getting uh, off the uh, schneid, uh, of course. Uh, last game, playing with Bedard against Colorado, found the back of the net. Plus 410, Lucas Reichel uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And again, Caden Primo. Uh, a, a situation where we think that um, they're going to be able to uh, be able to produce offensively tonight a little bit. So uh, Lucas Reichel plus 410 uh, for my bargain bin special of the night. All right. We got best bets coming up in just a moment. But before that, we got to hear from our Friday sponsors, the Beantown Friday sponsor of the Ice Guys show, Boston Hemp Inc. Boston Hemp Inc., make sure you check them out for all those great CBD products. BostonHempInc.com, Friday sponsor of the Ice Guys show here on Beantown Friday. All right, it is time for best bets to wrap it up. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, I got to actually hide my uh, best bet until this segment. 
because I didn't mention it when we talked about the game, but I like the first period over in Chicago and Montreal. Like I said, with Caden Primo in net, I think he's susceptible to giving up a little bit of uh, some goals early. Same thing with Peter Morazic. We can never count on him to be locked down right away every single time. So uh, give me the first period over with Hawks and Habs. That is my best bet for this Friday. All right, there we go. Hawks and Habs in the uh, first period. Uh, that's the over, right? Yeah. Yeah, All right, Hawks and Habs first period over for Alex with his uh, best bet. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Friday card, um, by default, you know, because I don't always love me. I, I should make the draw one of these days a best bet, but I'm going to go with that Oilers-Rangers over 6.5, minus 125. Uh, I think we'll see some goals scored in that one. So Oilers-Rangers over 6.5 for my best bet for this Friday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Make sure you join us tomorrow, me, Alex, and Zach Urban. It's a huge Saturday card, our final Ice Guys show before the Christmas break. Make sure you join us for that. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll see you tomorrow on Saturday for our final show before the Christmas break right here on the Ice Guys. 